Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, here for another week, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I'm doing very well. You might have noticed I rolled up to this podcast in my new company car. Yeah, I did see we that. we have a big announcement. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We uh, we are now, you might know, I don't. I can't tell, I don't know how this is going to look to people or how it all transferred. It should be seamless, and if it's not... Then it's Grubhub. Um, <laughs> hopefully you don't even notice, but we are now on a network, which means we both uh, we both pulled cars into our respective apartments, and we of course live in mansions now. Yeah, and um, uh, that is because we are now with the Authentic Podcast Network. Uh, very exciting stuff, and uh, you know when you when you join the big leagues like this. When you step up to the plate, you gotta you gotta come with some heat, and you gotta bring a guest like Amy, Arf Arf Silverberg. <laughs> wow, I'm so excited to be here now that you guys are authentic, the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, if you do, you don't mind mentioning uh, the beverage brand Sunkist once every five minutes. This is the deal we made with. That is part them. of it. I would love to. And I am, of course, drinking Coke Zero. Uh, which is how many dollars we've made so far. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> we really took a bath on these Rolls Royces. It was my idea. <laughs> yeah, Tommy said, uh, let's get Rolls Royces and uh, see all the problems in our rearview mirror because it's a new world for us now. Um, yeah, James Rolls Royce, uh, he, he called us. That's uh, a... Is it, wait, James Joyce is where I was going? I, I really fucked that up. I was thinking of James Earl Jones, and I mixed it up with... Anyway, doesn't matter. He just matter. got dropped from the network. I yeah, we're on. out, and that's fine. Um, no, we're we're happy to be authentic. Uh, they didn't even tell us that we had to say anything, but you know what? We felt we should. And you know what? It's still available, though. Uh, we're still doing our Patreon, which is... Amy, can you guess how much our Patreon costs each month? Oof. I'm nervous to go uh, way low. <laughs> yeah, that would that would really fuck us. <laughs> uh, $5? Oh, my God, Amy. You look like such a fool. It's $3 a month. The lowest, the now cheapest Patreon in town. Exactly. It's a four <laughs> bonus episodes, or an, an hour each week, I should say, of uh, bonus episodes where we Honestly, talk about music we like. if you don't buy this Patreon, then you're a fool. You're getting fucked. Yeah, you're honestly getting <laughs> fucked if you don't. Oh, no, I'm a bad saleswoman. <laughs> That'd be so funny. You're on QVC. If you don't buy this Netflix, <laughs> this uh, necklace, you're fucked. <laughs> you're a fucking fool. Oh, man. I wouldn't want to be walking around town without this on. I'd look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, uh, you need this to hard boil your eggs, you <laughs> stupid bitch. <laughs> Amy, there is something I have a bone to pick with you really quick. Uh, I think this tweet has been deleted, but at one point recently oh, no. you tweeted, all my favorite musicians start with J, like Ja Rule, Jamiroquai. So you, so you listed like five artists, none of whom were Jewel, who you did this podcast yes. talking about. Okay, I believe that I replied to that tweet and then said also Jewel. 
Uh, but then the tweet did so poorly, I had to delete it, which I have to do to so many of my tweets. I have to take them out back and shoot them in the head. <laughs> so many of my old yeller tweets that just don't get the likes. I'm also somebody who tweets 75 times a day. It is true. You get those tweets out. You're like, look at this little puppy. And then it quickly becomes rabid. And you got to take it out back. <laughs> got to take it out back. I'm like tweeting while I'm teaching. I'm like in the Zoom. And I'm like, listen to what these fucking kids are saying. <laughs> and I'm like, they'll never see this. No one will ever look. Wow. If you're one of those parents out there who goes, you know what? I have... Uh, I've, I've got some questions about this uh, Zoom college sort of shit. <laughs> Are my kids going to still get the same experience they're getting in person? R- worry not. Amy and will still talk shit about them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, they do get a tour of my apartment. I was telling you guys that earlier. They yes. can see inside my one bedroom. And that's worth tuition. <laughs> <laughs> It would be weird to see in front of your, like, in your professor's homes. Uh, I try to make the background, like, um, you know, like, I don't have, like, posters of, like, boobs in the background of, or anything. But one of my students on the Zoom had a poster in the background of where he was sitting that said butt wiser with just a bunch of bare butts. Oh, hell yeah. And I, I was been... like, a, it was a lecture of 120 people. And I was like, everyone can see that. I love that for him. I know. So I love that he's there. doing that. Cause that's like, that's he's, he's living the college experience. It's like, if you brought your dorm with you, I love it. And I he's probably great. like in his parents' home, like in his childhood bedroom, and he was like, I got to put up Buttweiser. What kind of parent lets their kid? I, I wonder, <laughs> Tommy, if you had a kid, would you let them put that poster in their like 13-year-old bedroom? No. Or I'm your girlfriend. Man and, you know. <laughs> yeah, what did you say? I'm a Miller Lite man, so just the, I would be more offended by the Budweiser implication than the butt. Mm. Implication. Yeah, you ripped the poster down. We're a Miller Lite family. You get this picture of a Miller Lite poster that's got a girl's uh, boobs on it, and she's playing beer pong. No face. <laughs> Tommy's like, you can have men's dicks, but you can't have women's butts. <laughs> that because is what I'd be like. like yeah, women. Tommy be like that. <laughs> I think Miller Lite ass would be confusing because it would look like it was saying that Miller Lite is ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So I would need some, I'd need a more wordy poster. Yeah. Like Miller Lite as good as ass. Then a picture of it. Right. Ass. Only oh. only one more calorie than ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eating ass or drinking it. And then it would be, see, I'm like an ad woman. Oh, no, don't get me kicked out of this podcast. Yeah, it's too late for that. Um, anyways, uh, how have you been, Amy? What's besides teaching? How's, uh, are you quarantined? Are you, in your, are you back in your home? How's your same hot old. boyfriend doing? <laughs> Everything's same old. The semester's only, it's only been like one week. So wow. The second week of the semester, so it's just started. And, uh, you know, writing, reading, tweeting a lot, and uh, texting you to tell you mean things. <laughs> that is true. I have a cyber bully, and her name is Amy. And, uh, you know, it's really hurtful stuff. And that's why we brought her on today. 
to really take her to task. Um, I feel that I would get canceled for the stuff I say to Tom Takar, so I will not be repeating it here. <laughs> uh, don't forget that I teach. um i do want to say it is fucked up that you didn't put that jewel thing in uh in that tweet because we i do recall us paying you five thousand dollars to promote this podcast as much as best you could which i donated to the patreon (laughs) (laughs) i don't even get out what those are but i like bringing them up um let's get in to really quickly by the way uh, Amy, you're a Diet Coke uh, lady, yeah. as is uh, Tommy Crazy is a big Diet Coke. Speak. Wow. He's a huge Diet Coke man. Yeah. He's he told a Diet me Coke. he went to go get him today and they were out. Mm-hmm. Greenpoint has a Diet Coke shortage that should be in the news. I know that there's <laughs> other stuff going on, but the, the how hard it is for me to find 12 packs of Diet Coke, it, there's a conspiracy afoot. That is weird. Although you don't, I feel like you don't see... I guess only at the grocery stores, but even the grocery stores aren't big on like buy, big cases of soda in New York. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Who's, like I have a question. Who are buy, who's buying two liters anymore? I know, and that's I all they have. I hate a two liter. No, it's like if you're buying a two liter, you know, you're going to a bachelor party. I don't know what. <laughs> well, you know, Amy famously knows that. <laughs> <laughs> when bachelor parties get together, we we shake up a two liter and just kind of spray. Anytime it I've been invited to a bachelor party, I'm like, I brought the two liter <laughs> <laughs> of squirt. I'm here. I just feel like if you're bringing, if you're getting a two liter, count on at least uh, sixteen ounces of soda to be completely flat by the time you yeah. you get to a, it. a child's birthday party. I feel like that's where where, where you're going. Yeah, if you're that's mm-hmm. true. If you're just like, we're gonna go through this now. I don't want these kids to have a can of a full can of soda but you know actually this might be good for my damn girlfriend who i every time i go to the store now i'll buy maybe one of these for like the next day or a day after and i get all kinds of guff you shouldn't be drinking soda she says oh my god she's right there i happen to know that she does not sound like that well you're not hearing her her voice has changed now she sounds like Now she's like, oh, another soda. You can't do that. She's like the witch from Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> uh, so uh, she doesn't want me to buy it, but then every time I pop one open, she goes, "Can I have some?" <laughs> she sounds like Shane Torres. There, can I have some? <laughs> uh anyway uh it's such, i feel if somebody granted you know i always social distance if somebody comes to my apartment for something you know and i make them stay outside i'm always happy to be able to offer them a can i feel very like um hospitable to be like would you like a can of diet coke or that is very hospitable are you giving them are you are we talking 12 ounces here or the babies um, when the babies are available to me, I do buy them. I love a mini I Diet love Coke. The babies. I know I said this last time, love my hand to look big. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I would much rather part with a mini. Sure. You know, listen, if I don't think they're worthy of a can of my Diet Coke, then I'll be like, I've got nothing for you. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> if you come by and I offer you a can, that means I like you. <laughs> I have nothing for you. They're like, we didn't ask for anything. <laughs> nothing. I'm delivering you a FedEx box. <laughs> or the mail. USPS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we don't like to take Sorry, political sides, so we are not Sorry, going to say whether we support <laughs> the USPS or not. All right? We're neutral. 
<laughs> I saw Cher tweet, is no one going to help me with the post office with the rolling eyes emoji? And I was like, damn. She's like, your mom trying to get you to help bring in the groceries. <laughs> is no one going to help? <laughs> yeah, that's well, a good I question. thought of a good segue to start talking about the band. Amy, you're famously a teacher. Today's syllabus is Dashboard <laughs> Confessional. Begin. Uh, Begin. Yeah, teach us. <laughs> what got you into Dashboard Confessional? You know what? I, um, I've been to so few concerts in my life. I, concerts aren't my thing. I know that that's something that like non not fun people say. <laughs> I do feel that I'm fun in other ways. I just don't go to a lot of concerts. But I did in high school. My friend's dad drove me and two other girls in his minivan to go watch Dashboard Confessional at UC Riverside, wow. which was like an hour and a half away. And then he just waited for us outside in his minivan wow. until we were done. Which That's is a so classic nice. dad move. What do you yeah. think the, dad, the dads out. do in that time? And I, as someone who, and I would like to go on record saying, wish I had a dad. But I, <laughs> um, I'm curious what a dad does during that. Do you think he's just rocking out in the car by his He goes, you know, I'm going to have my Breaking own little it. concert. No, not jerking it. What the hell? Sorry. I, I actually have been in that situation where I drove. I forget who it was. I drove someone to he a concert. He forgot he had a child. <laughs> you know, he drove his girlfriend to a Wiggles concert and dropped I'm her a, off. I'm in like a Drake situation where someday someone's going to release a diss track about me that reveals I have had a son this whole time that I don't talk about. But no, I think it was either my little brother or little sister or someone I had driven to a concert and I had to kill like the three hours and how I handled it was I went to a Best Buy and I just played video games in the Best Buy. <laughs> like, you know, you can like test out yes, the systems. I love so I that. I literally did that for like three hours. And if people saw that and didn't realize you were killing time, they would be like, that is the saddest man. Dude, <laughs> I've absolutely done that in Manhattan. I've stopped at GameStop and just gone and played 2K on a, on, or Madden or something. And I played with some, I've, I've played with strangers at a GameStop. I played Madden with this kid who talked a bunch of shit, whooped his ass, and then just popped out, and it probably looked like I was an insane person, but I love that move. I walk around a bookstore when I have time to kill like a little nerd bitch. I said it it so you couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy was so ready to call you a nerd bitch. (laughs) I could tell. I was like, I can't let him get it in. By the way, when you said you hadn't been to a con- you'd only been to a few concerts, I thought you were about to say during the pandemic. <laughs> I've only been to a few. Me and Tommy no, have been going to raves life. everyone's every weekend, mm-hmm. shirtless and uh everyone's uh, pounding around. I've, how many feet away are you supposed to be? Six. <laughs> That's we're know. too deep into this, Amy. You, know. <laughs> you gotta I'm know very that. Far away. I've been very far away from people. <laughs> The, the gas station by me put up signs that said you must remain four feet away. And I was like, why do you guys make your own rules? That's so <laughs> like funny. Everyone else in the world is at six. But in this gas station, you can get <laughs> that two feet closer. <laughs> That's really You remember funny. how old you were when you went to that concert? Was this? Uh... Well, I know that it was before we could drive because mm-hmm. we needed um, her dad to drive so drunk. the minivan. So I want to say 14 or 15. And um, it was like kind of intimate. I remember the lead singer, Chris. Yes. You know, what would like tell these in between, he would tell these stories that were like, so it's supposed to be kind of autobiographical of like, this is about a girl I dated, uh, didn't, didn't uh, pan out, but we're still friends. And he'd go into this like detailed. And then 
somebody else was like, I've seen 10 of his concerts and he tells the same stories in between, but they felt like off the cuff as he was mm. saying it. And I remember being very disappointed to hear that he didn't just say all this new stuff just for us. Damn. Hate that. It's like seeing a comedy show <laughs> for a second I know. Time. You know when you like when somebody starts dating you like the first time and you're yep. a comedian and then they're like i heard this joke and then yeah. you have to explain that like that's this is how it works oh yeah <laughs> the worst is when you see somebody do crowd work and then you're like god they're a genius and then you see them do the same crowd work the next show and you're like you this piece fucking of shit fool you fooled me <laughs> you've made me the fool uh, he and he was very much like my type in like junior high of like kind of skater emo like uh you know like sad looking sure have you seen him lately dog and uh i guess not. he's got swoopy hair he looks uh he's he's looks like a different type he's like older he's in his 40s now but he uh damn so looks pretty good yeah because he used to have that sort of classic like bangs pushed up with the mm-hmm. gel kind mm-hmm. of which i was t- horny for in seventh eighth <laughs> <laughs> like jtt you know yeah oh yeah home. oh i get it um i do want to point out i found this i was looking up uh some fun facts about them and i found uh a quote from him that i wanted oh here we go uh, all right. First off, I got a couple questions here for you too. Do you okay. know where the band got their name from? God, I feel like I, I knew this in junior high. Uh, he always writes songs when he's like in the car. According no, okay, no. to this, I guess the answer is no. <laughs> According to this, the band's name came from the song "The Sharp Hint of New Tears," which was in the band's debut album, "The Swiss Army Romance." So they got Isn't their that- name from their own song. Isn't that such a good, um, like, sum up of that, their kind of music? Yeah. Like, the shark is always like, cry your tears, I'll eat your fears, wear your makeup, it's falling down your face. The second line in there, I'll eat your fears, was more of a Babadook style thing than a (laughs) dashboard confessional. It's always like, this woman did me wrong, but I will love her. I'm on the cross. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, here's how uh, close you were. I legitimately thought you were singing their song until, until you got like, to sort of that, the like, screaming and he's like a martyr in some way. Uh, absolutely. You know, every girlfriend he's ever had like listens to that music and is like this fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was listening to an interview. I know I read a New Yorker profile on him and Justin Timberlake playing in New York. Uh, maybe Together? even two years ago. No, it was separate. It was when Man of the Woods came out. Uh, Justin Timberlake's album. So was that was that two years ago now? I think that was 2017. I've lost all track of time with that shit. But this article was from 2018, and uh, they they were talking about how his style doesn't really hold up anymore, and it's weird hearing him make new stuff because that's such good music for when you're in your like early 20s, and then yeah. in late 20s too. But like then it hits a point. Well. That's exactly like what the article was called. Or like him or both. I think it doesn't age well for an audience. Like. It's just very strange to hear a guy in his 40s singing that type of music now. Yeah, yeah. But you want to be like, go to therapy, like, get it together. Right. But I think he even doesn't. (laughs) I watched a whole, like, 30 minute interview with him where he does seem to be a pretty smart guy. Like, he he seems to be a good guy. 
And I think he knows what he's doing, and he cares a lot about the music and stuff, and he's very self-aware, it seems. I don't know if he actually is that self-aware, but he's he isn't as, like, sad boy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah, really yeah. weird to be a sad boy yeah. in your 40s. Right. Um, and I can imagine, like, trying to get out as sad boy and then be getting, like, pigeonholed, and that must be, like... Like, I'm not a sad boy anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I think that's what Bonnie Vare, is Justin uh, Vernon got way ahead of that. And by his third album was like, I'm not sad anymore. I'm just going to make yeah, this yeah. type of other music. Um, I also want to point out when I said it's weird for a guy to be sad in his 40s, Antonia gave me a look of like, <laughs> oh, really? Because I like sad boy music. And I'm 32. All right. I'm allowed to still be a sad boy. Um, I want to point out, uh, this is from, uh, 10 facts about.com and, uh, that's where I got the song thing. The second fact is, uh, fact number two, the style of the band is emo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the one that I wanted to read it, that, that I really hate and it relates to your feeling of, uh, the intimacy at that concert is it says vocalist Chris Caraba says he has stage fright but enjoys having quote-unquote eye sex where he is looking deep into one member of the audience for a long time. Oh, yeah, I, rem- I remember he definitely did it to a lot of different mem- audience members, and I remember, like, wow. waiting, you know, waiting for him to, like, look you in the eyes. <laughs> That's <laughs> so like, funny. Bursting into tears, too. Oh, my God. That feels like that sketch from Tim Robinson's uh, thing where it's the pointer brothers and they're just, they, everybody's just <laughs> yeah, waiting yeah, to get I pointed know. at. He was just doing that with his eyes. Everybody gets <laughs> everybody gets a turn. <laughs> I remember just being surprised, like, how much um, conversation there was yeah. in particular mm-hmm. in between songs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm somebody who even in, like, eighth grade, I was like, I got to get home. I wasn't looking for this concert that long. I was like, what is this going to I should go sit with her dad. Bookstore's not open forever. Come on. I know. I was like looking at my watch being like, this is still. I hope this guy, I hope this Isaac's in soon. When are you going to (laughs) come? Exactly. Uh, At some point it starts to hurt my eyes. (laughs) Uh, I distinctly remember, um, I had this girl friend, this friend, who is a girl. I said that in like a <laughs> way. <laughs> who um, always had, she was like boy crazy. We called her the hand job queen because she was like religious and didn't have sex until marriage. Listen, I'm not going to say her name. Now she has children. And it's so weird to be uh, like, oh, she was religious. This very religious person we know. We called her the hand job queen. <laughs> I know it all seems bad. Uh, and she was always having some like boy problem, and she was always writhing around somebody's like childhood home, singing Dashboard Confessional, being like, <laughs> "He gets it." It was always like screaming infidelities, and like, uh, you know, the guy just didn't respond to her text. But at that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to get to that song. First, I think we should go ahead and get to our regular segment. They went to Jared. But before we do that, I think it's the perfect time for us to take a little break for a word from our sponsors. So cool you guys have sponsors. Well, we don't know yet. But here's (laughs) here's an opening for them. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, we're back on Stand By Your Band. Hopefully. Amy, I just want to thank you for making sure our first ad break wasn't clean. Uh, <laughs> just making sure you got one more word in. <laughs> the logical end. <laughs> I, I love know, it. Tom said a word from our sponsors, and I was like, er? <laughs> 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 no, I, I think it's good. I that's the way we do things over here. And if these sponsors don't like it, they can suck beep. <laughs> if anybody wants to sponsor this, um, you can go ahead and email me at bigjugsrules@gmail.com and I'll forward it to Tom and Tommy to see if they want to use you as a sponsor. Mm-hmm. And I'm over at Buttweiser Bro. And, and, uh, <laughs> Okay, but you're joking, and my I do have an email address that's bigjugsrule at gmail dot com, and not nearly enough. You should not give through. your email out to these freaks, uh, Amy. These guys listening to this show, they're gonna flood your inbox with the sickest shit you've ever heard. They make their own music and send it to women. They're freaks. <laughs> That's like my reply guys on Twitter are always like sending me their short stories. I'm like, I'm the worst fucking reply guys. <laughs> they're, so, they're always like, I wrote this prose poem. <laughs> uh, why does this say play all two? I guess I have to, I'm going to go to his email instead. Okay. So like I said before the break, we have a regular segment. You guys know it. You love it. It's our regular segment. They went to Jared where we go to our friend and foe of the podcast, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, and uh, co-founder of Limestone Comedy Festival. Uh, And he snobs out on whatever band we're talking about each week. Uh, I'm very curious what he's going to have to say about uh, Dashboard Confessional. So without further ado, let's friggin' hear it. What's up, y'all? It's this week they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending Dashboard Confessional. Um, full disclosure, I'm actually working right this second on my Best of the 90s mix that I'm creating for the Comedy Attic that will you know, eventually become an episode of this podcast where we talk about the best songs of the 90s. So it would be stupid of me to talk about how ridiculously melodramatic that Dashboard Confessional is, which is, of course, accurate, without actually bringing up that the music that I'm going to put that sort of shaped my, you know, view of the 90s, um, really any, you know, emo band, whether it be Promise Ring or Sunday Real Estate or, you know, sort of the... I guess really in reality, the second wave of emo, um, they all were just like ridiculously melodramatic, but it, I remember being at shows like in the early nineties and, you know, people would cry on stage and it was just, it seemed authentic at the time. Well, listening, especially then to dashboard confessional, and again, my, I, I don't know much about them. I just remember the videos and they're like hair, on the you know your hair is everywhere i remember that song it was almost like they they that dude 
was like in the audience at the shows that I was at. And I don't know if he was or wasn't. And just just like, oh, this is like a marketing tool. And so then it just became this thing where it's like just all about that part of it and not there's no edge to it that I can hear. I just listen to two or three songs and it's just, it's exactly what we would expect it to be on like the fourth or fifth, you know, wave of emo or whatever. But yeah, it's, you know, it's for children. It's stuff for when we were kids and I get it. I did. I do the same thing with other bands. So anyway, all right, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Now, do you guys think that Jared has changed his tone now that he's been a guest on the show and now he's softened <laughs> up and is he's softened for sure? Uh, that did not feel like what I was expecting, and it could be that he has too much respect for Amy to go hard. I'm gonna stop telling him who the guest is, and then I'm gonna we're gonna book we're just gonna book somebody he respects the hell out of and tell him it's somebody he doesn't respect, and then have him <laughs> just berate them. Maybe he respects um, authentic. That could be. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't tell him we're we're on a label now. He has to really step his game up um, now. Now that we're rolling around in these Rolls Royces, you know. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. I think. I mean, I think he's right that obviously this is something that when you hear as a as a kid, it has a deeper impact on you. But I do want to say I did not get into them in my young age, they're a band, not unlike a uh, newfound glory, which we just did last week where I think if I heard them at around 18, 19, I would have been really into them. But unlike newfound glory hearing them right now, I liked them. So um, <laughs> we'll see. Well, there are two, I mean, I know in the songs that I sent, uh, Tommy, both of you guys, there mm-hmm. are like, um, there's like two albums I think I was pulling from and one does seem distinctly like mellower and less screamy than the other one. Like, Oh, if you think I don't like the screamy, you are wrong. (laughs) I was already evolving. (laughs) Um, we have to bring up really quickly since you brought up newfound glory, which was our last episode. Yes. Is that Chris Caraba filled in on guitar in newfound glory in 1998 while Chad Gilbert was on tour with his other band. Look at that. So it's all coming together. It's all connected, this world we live in. Well, let's listen to Screaming Infidelities. Yes. Uh, Classic. So So here is a little song. Hold on. Where did this playlist go? Here we go. I got it here. Uh, This is the song Screaming Infidelities. (laughs) Missing you, bud. I never sleep. Avoiding the spots. We'd have to speak in this bottle. Ha <laughs> 
it takes a, a while to get to the chorus. Yeah, that's uh, right. The screaming parts. Well, he repeats it a bunch of times. We get it. I <laughs> we played too long of it as it is. Um, we can just do the chorus. No, that's screaming good. infidelities. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I like picturing this yeah. guy, like this guy's ex, this like character in this um, song, and mm-hmm. she's just like, I never think of him. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> uh, around being like, "Are you making out?" <laughs> in uh, in one of the articles I read, uh, they brought that up, and he never, you know says which women is which song is about but he mm-hmm. said just know that the hair was red and really difficult to remove from his car damn that <laughs> sounds like a murder <laughs> like yeah, image. like i'm disgusted by my own hair it's like i live with a dog i can't imagine and i don't live with a dog it's me yeah. i can't imagine um between my cats and girlfriend hair. the hair is everywhere as well <laughs> I I relate to that a lot. I I want to point out uh um the in the song facts about this uh song Chris there's this part that says Chris Caraba is uh rather laconic when it comes to discussing his songs, but in his very brief intros to this song during live performances, he has said things along the lines of this song is about a girl that I don't like. <laughs> so deep. I think I in the I'm pretty sure in the interview that I listened to him uh on he said that this song took him fifteen minutes to write, which uh he was like it just poured out of him. So that's those are the good songs. And I do think that when you hear it, it does give the impression of being written quickly. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> of just pouring out. This band is uh is great for a category uh that only th- there's a lot of bands actually that fall into this with us but this one's really touches a nerve with people who comment so they put their fucking life story in the comments of the song packs and mm. I just love that energy somebody who's like I got to pour it all out here this is my home and Are they uh pouring out like their why this song meant something yes. to them or just Yes, yeah. and just like what's happened in their life that makes it so. This this <laughs> this guy from Boston named Jackson who writes, "I used to hate this song. Recently, I found out that my ex girlfriend was not being honest about some things. She had been wanting to date someone else, and a few days after Valentine's Day, we broke up. It's been a couple weeks, but she has a new boyfriend, the guy she was surreptitiously dating. She has been adamant about me moving on, and she is not in the least bit discreet." She lets me know every step of the way. It hurts like hell. I miss her, but I don't want her back. Way to go, Carabas. The song is only good when it hits home, I guess. <laughs> I only like songs that hit home. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you, you can't really do the broke up with me a few days after Valentine's no, Day as a no. notable thing. If it's on the day, like on your birthday, sure. on Valentine's sure. Day, she broke up with me in February, the month of Valentine's yeah. Day. Yep. She like, broke up with me a few months after Christmas. <laughs> And ruin the holiday. <laughs> she broke up with me three days after Honda Days had started. <laughs> the sixth day of Hanukkah, which everyone knows is important. <laughs> um. Anyway, Tommy, I want to. I didn't ask you. Were you into this band growing up? Um. I 
and we'll tip my hand here and say I love uh, all these songs. Oh um, shit! I, I never hands. got into the deep cuts, but I, I really, I really love these so- the singles, and uh, I was genuinely enjoying listening to them again. So yeah. I am all in. I wish you'd stop tipping your head and start tipping waiters. Stop leaving zero dollars oh for God. people around <laughs> town. You're a bad guy. <laughs> the last time I did this podcast. Uh, you were just saying that Tommy was like a molester, and now it's now maybe no. It's much. It's gotten. It's a, gotten much worse. Now that you're on a big platform, I thought maybe you changed it to he doesn't tip well. Molesters too much. I agree. But. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, no, I like that song a lot. And again, that w- I didn't remember that song. I don't know. I'm sure I probably had heard that, uh, that Your Hair is Everywhere line struck a chord. But I was never, like I said, I was never into this band uh, only because I didn't listen to them. And it's mostly because uh, I think we should listen to Vindicated next because mm-hmm. uh, the, the cover of this album that Vindicated is on is him standing like on a beach looking down uh at the water and i i remember it so clearly seeing that at hollister they would have it every time i'd go to hollister i'd see that and be like and even though i was shopping at hollister i was like i know what you're trying to do i know what you're trying to sell me right now and tom was going to hollister every day oh i probably was going to hollister every day back then you know drop the kids at a concert walk around hollister for three hours Uh, I had a couple friends who were models at Hollister. Thank you very much. They oh, were... when they used to make people like stand outside, mm-hmm. or was that an Abercrombie Fitch? Was that I think uh, they didn't make them stand outside, but if you were somebody who just like folded clothes in the mm-hmm. front of Hollister, they called you a model. Uh, oh, it was God. very weird. Uh, but one <laughs> of my to friends, this girl named Holly Stir. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> she was a model. <laughs> um. Anyway, one of my friend's boyfriends was a model um, who did that, so we would hang out at Hollister sometimes. He sucked. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, that album just felt to me like it was... The cover felt like it was made just to be at a Hollister. Um, <laughs> and then I listened to the song. I was like, oh, I would have fully loved this if I had heard it then. I don't know how I missed it. I, I had heard this song because it is famously on the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack... Which before this new uh, version of Spider Man was my favorite Spider Man movie. Uh, I, I didn't know that till I re-listened, and it shows like the video mashup of like Spider Man and Chris sort of like singing to Spider Man. It's, it's weird. <laughs> so it was actually <laughs> like he's in Spider Man. <laughs> well, if you've seen Spider Man Two, he is a big part. Uh, yes, but it was it actually came out for the soundtrack two years before it was on an, on an album because uh, I was reading about this. And uh, the way it came about was that the head of the head of Sony was a dashboard confessional fan. This woman who was like really high up at Sony and like wanted to get them on the soundtrack and they picked a different song. And then he ended up like showing this new song and it was like, oh, this is the one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's pretty wild. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, this woman, she was the head of music for movies at Sony Pictures. Yeah. So that makes more sense. Yeah. Crazy. And he said, apparently he only agreed to do it so that he could see the movie ahead of everyone else. Which, um, if if anyone runs soundtracks for stuff and is a fan of our podcast, we would love to get played during a movie at some point. Yes, that would <laughs> be cool. From the podcast, just uh, even even we'll take the credits. 
As the credits start rolling, just play me <laughs> accusing Tommy of different crimes. Um, <laughs> that would be really fun. Uh, I think that's a good idea. And we really want to see, um, you know, the new Norbit movie ahead of everybody else. If we <laughs> can know, get early access. Get on. If, and it, I don't even know if they're making it yet. <laughs> But when they start making the new Norbit movie, please include us. Um, let's hear Screaming Infidelity. Or no, we just heard that. Let's hear Vindicated. listening to that that um the lyrics are like what my like freshman students write in their short stories like the images don't make any sense where it's like <laughs> redemption on a string spinning around and you're like what the fuck is that <laughs> like this what are those what i always go imprecise image mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well i, I have a it. little window into my class <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come here to learn. He he claims that, you know, that the writing, the lyrics of the song, that he'd written them before he knew it was going to be for Spider-Man. But the fact that he mentions both string and rope in the first verse, you know, talking about a flawed hero in a movie about a flawed hero. I don't know. Yeah. I I think there's something fishy. And And if if you listen closely. Spider-Man loves is hanging from a string. And if you listen closely. He said, uh, and you killed my Uncle Ben. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man? Yeah, I guess I could write a song for that. I'm shooting web. Oh, yeah, there's actually a verse about the Green Goblin I had lying around, I guess. <laughs> I didn't remember that it was like, I am vindicated, and then I am a bunch of other emotions. Very like, I'm a bitch, I'm a mother, I'm a child, yep. I'm a lover. True. Um Let's see here. The video combined scenes from the movie with footage of the band performing the song. It was directed by Nigel Dick, whose many clients include The Calling, who made Wherever You Will Go, and Nickelback, who made Photograph. <laughs> it, it gives. I love that they give you the songs that Nickelback made. <laughs> they also had a Spider-Man song. That's true. Uh, Chad, Chad Kroger. Kroger. Least, yeah. uh, one of the best Spider-Man songs. Yeah. That's a great song. That he, what song uh, is that? Hero. And they yeah. see that a hero can save you. 
I'll, I remember they used to play that at uh, the gym I played basketball at in high and school. And slam dunk. I remember <laughs> having a game where I could not miss from three while Hero was playing, <laughs> and it felt so cool. And then it's like, that sucks. But <laughs> shitty memory, but I'll erase it. Some, once I get Eternal Sunshine, this podcast is going to get way better. Um Let's uh let's hear another one. Uh, I I like that. I really like that song. Um oh shit, what is this here? Oh shit. All right. Sorry. I got a I weird email. <laughs> when he starts singing, like when he starts shouting. Mm-hmm. You know, from like the whispery singing to like the screaming. Yeah. I live right in between there. Yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> The space between the screaming and the whispering. The space between. Ooh, that'd be a bad short story. <laughs> <laughs> and I've written one. <laughs> uh, let's hear. What actually? What song do you want to hear next, Amy? Um. Let's see. I like "Carry This Picture." Let's I hear feel it. like it's lesser known. Let's hear it. Carry this picture. I like when a male singer sounds like he's about to come. (laughs) (laughs) Like that little whispery sex voice. Sure. Do you have any other examples of people singing like that? I just think anything that's like, uh, you know, it's like sort of Mm -hmm. breathy. Only from men. (laughs) Women are allowed to do that. Men. Don't get me wrong. I like that song. But when I re-listen to it, I'm like, he's coming. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? I'm looking at comments for this. And one of the people writes, uh, this song makes me want to have gender reassignment surgery. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> like a new way of saying this song's gay? No, I think it's everybody on it's in these positive? comments loves the song. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's also a good song, isn't it? Had you guys heard that before? I had not I heard that. It. Uh, it's very enjoyable, though. Uh, really so, paints a picture. Somebody wrote, I would have to say, your smile is the most genuine thing I've ever seen is my favorite part. <laughs> people are corny as hell in here um let's see here i uh, love the song it makes me think of a long distance relationship sure 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 uh let's see all right well pretty good song i enjoyed it very very cute little song cute little song you have here be ashamed are you reading happened. a comment or are you speaking no i'm just talking now <laughs> 
let's listen to another song, and then I think we uh, should go to Facebook, and then I, I do have one us. thing I want to do. Oh yeah, yeah, Facebook, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, but yeah, but let's hear one more before we uh, do all that. Uh, so that was carry this picture. We've heard vindicated and screaming infidelities. And now let's hear another song from the same album we just heard, uh, a song called Hands Down. is really you know sick of all the stupid questions did you get some man that is so dumb then in another line he goes let's stay here so we can get some (laughs) (laughs) this was handjob queen's favorite song by the way and it occurs to me as i re-listen that it's like a song for people who've only made out it's like your kiss is gonna fucking kill me (laughs) that feels like a lot of their music is is for that yeah, yeah. He's yeah. telling her to put her hands down. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> uh, you could wear my heart like jewelry. No thanks. No. Ugly. That also, <laughs> I feel like that would hurt. Yes, QVC. I'm selling you a necklace with a heart, <laughs> and you'd be a fucking fool not to buy it. <laughs> Don't be it a fucking awful. idiot. <laughs> it's, it's gushing blood. Uh, it says uh, this is a love song about giving your heart to someone so they can choose what they uh, what they want to do with it. My heart is yours to fill or burst, to break or bury or wear as jewelry, whichever you prefer. So you could do all those other things too. Um, I love the analysis of like this is a song about <laughs> song facts. The wording is so funny to me sometimes. And uh, this was. Uh, f- this song was first heard, um, made its first appearance on an acoustic track on the 2001 Dashboard Confessional EP, So Impossible. An electric version was included on the band's 2003 album, A Mark, A Mission, A Brand, A Scar. That's, of course, what we just heard. Um, yeah. This is more just facts about how emo the album is. Uh, do you guys want to guess what TV show uh, this song was used in the pilot of i'm gonna guess one tree hill you got you nailed it wait yeah. let me guess <laughs> <laughs> i knew uh, it it was That's used twice show for this kind of song 
The song a picked... show that Rachel Mack has watched, by the way, like five times. That's so like, funny. We got to get Rachel Mack on here. She's a crazy lady who I love. And is, <laughs> crazy uh, uh, now with child. Well, with child. has child. Is that what, I, with child means pregnant, right? I mean, she's hanging with the child. Yeah, yeah she's I mean, with the child. You're not wrong. Grammatically, you're correct. <laughs> uh, um, that is really funny. I could see that. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I like I like the song. It reminds me of. Um, like when you were in high school and you would like kiss for five hours and that was it. <laughs> or I did that. Sorry, I'm a loser. Yeah. Didn't lose my virginity till I was like 19 or 20. Some of us uh, kissed for the first time when we were 19, and so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't be too worried about all that. <laughs> <laughs> Only hand yeah, jobs. I was the hand job the king. Subject of this, these songs I feel like are like I too have had sex <laughs> with a woman. Uh, okay, Tommy, you had something before we jump into Facebook. What are we talking about? Is so it? I can I found... guess? Is it Taylor Swift related? No, but I, I ah. did uh, notice that that they are both fans of each other, yes. and they've, oh. uh, he's released a cover of "Mean," and she's uh, a huge fan of his, apparently. And he oh, played it. He played at her birthday. After this, oh, that's cute. Very exciting. That is wild. Yeah. Um, and I did do stand up to open at that show, and <laughs> it bombed. Uh, <laughs> then they pulled you on stage, and you sang with them. Taylor's <laughs> just like mouthing along to your words, <laughs> your stand up words. He's um, requesting jokes. <laughs> so what I what I found uh, that I wanted to go through um, exhaustively for about forty five to an hour was <laughs> yeah. uh, a two thousand three spin cover story on Dashboard Confessional that has a lot of great details in it um, that I will go through really quickly. Um, first, I just wanted to go through what is on the cover because it paints a little snapshot, which is a. Uh, Guns N' Roses Meltdown uh, and The Mystery of Buckethead is one of them. Uh, Billy Corgan Returns with Zwan, which I remember very vividly (laughs) when Billy Corgan came back Hmm. with Zwan. And then the other story is Snoop Dogg, quote, fuck the Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) A famous feud. Yes. (laughs) Which I was not aware of. So this um this was written by uh Andy Greenwald, which is really interesting uh to me because I'm a fan of his. Um but so it opens uh in Boca Raton, Florida, where Chris is kind of the king of Boca Raton, Florida, which I didn't realize till I read this. But um so this is the opening one of the opening paragraphs is uh he talks about this this crowd of kids going to see him and it's Chris, Chris, they yell. A chubby boy asks for an autograph, and two skinny girls border on hysteria tug at his arms. Now, in the mid two thousand, two friends. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you had to comment on the weight of every child. That is day. so funny. <laughs> A slightly overweight, but what some might consider healthy. Uh, <laughs> oh, girl with big jugs. <laughs> A kid with a BMI that seemed. Slightly unhealthy, although a doctor might say it was extremely unhealthy. Uh, doesn't look like he had a fast metabolism. <laughs> um, okay, and then a boy with glasses says, Chris, we have something to show you. What is it? He asks patiently. It's a snake, says the boy, thrusting a wiggling green lizard underneath Caraba's nose. What? Uh, from the parking lot, <laughs> the mothers smile and laugh. It's like this whenever Mr. Chris shows up. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mr. Chris sounds very strange. So this is what I realized after is I figured he seems like a Jesus like figure. I realized he's at the school he used to work at and he just goes around there and he is like adored by everyone. Mm -hmm. And he's like this guy where we always search controversy whenever we do anyone. He's like a saint, like truly where he was just working at a school and he would just write songs on his guitar in between. And he's just like this very nice seeming guy. So the it, snake part of that story is a real like red herring. Yes. Red True. Herring, so it's like, True. where was that going? <laughs> the idea of like that happens to him every time. It's like, is he a fucking snake charmer? <laughs> well, I mean, he is friends with Taylor Swift. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh. Tom dated Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I don't want her <laughs> back. Not a mean song about him. Uh, so another paragraph in this found some good uh, stuff for our podcast reasons. As with anything so overtly sincere, many have scoffed. Buddyhead.com once even linked Caraba to the Taliban. And uh, <laughs> which is obviously a bad joke. Uh and uh, Jason Oda of uh, EmoGame.com called him a one-man Backstreet Boy. So that's kind of what they EmoGame.com is still active? <laughs> I hope that's so. good question. I hope so. <laughs> Me too. Um, is that, that, does that conclude the... No, no, the, no. Oh, no. hell yeah. Good, good. <laughs> no, I love... <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, he recently Wait, caused... Wait, what year this was? Uh, 2003. 2003. Yeah. Oh, yeah. got it. Uh, he recently caused a mini riot at the mall when he tried to sneak into an Abercrombie and Fitch to visit a friend working there. Tom, he's got a lot in common with you. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, and again, and Nick Greenwald writes an act akin to the Pope trying to duck into a Sunday mass in the center of Rome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so he's been in Boca Raton since he was 16. He said he used to hate it until I realized you could skateboard all winter. From then on, I was in my glory. Hell yeah. A phrase I would never personally use. No, (laughs) in my glory. When I pick up a new six-pack of Diet Cokes, I am in my glory. (laughs) (laughs) I am drinking them down. I do like that usage. Okay, never mind. That's good. Okay, this is an interesting one. With his just-say-no drug policy and his one beer or so a week habit... Oh, Carapa's the kind of rocker you'd want to bring home to mom. One beer right, or so a week. Doesn't have a lot in common with Tommy. Who would say they drink one beer a week? Well, yeah, he drinks it throughout the week. He'll take one <laughs> sip every day until it's gone. <laughs> one beer or so. I mean, I drink one beer or so a yeah. week. It depends on how flexible you are. That'd be funny so. to tell your doctor. How much do you drink? <laughs> drink one beer, beer or so. Though. What is so? 16 more beers. <laughs> that is wild. What so he's, a weird yeah, he's man. He's the kind of, uh, kind of rocker you don't want to bring home to mom. He's also the kind of rocker who wants to bring you home to mom. So he's very close with his mom. <laughs> ah, I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, that sounds odd. What are him and his mom going to do to you? Uh, I have a couple more things. Uh it's a Caraba's own apartment won't be appearing on Cribs anytime soon, though there is the requisite DVD collection. The original Kings of Comedy, Dogtown, and Z Boys. Kings of Comedy. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And then uh, this is, the I think, the craziest detail in the whole thing that gets very brushed over. The only personal touches visible are the cardboard cutout of Sarah Michelle Geller and a patio converted into a studio. So, Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan? But 
the cardboard why, cutout. Why have a cardboard is, cutout? Is wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just of a woman too. It's very very weird. Yeah, uh, that's strange. Freddie Prince Jr. is very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> he should have cutout of his wife. He should have an angry looking Freddie Prince Jr. There. <laughs> He's like cucking the Freddie Prince. <laughs> yeah. Jr. Is that an okay word to say? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm Cucking. Sure. I think you're fine. <laughs> okay, he's uh oh, this is an interesting one for Amy now. Everyone gets something in this article. Uh, he's writing short stories on his new oh, iBook no. simply to see how they turn out. And later he'll force me to collaborate with him on his first ever techno song called Sad Robot Heart. That part's <laughs> for me. Sad Robot. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing I wanted to say from this article is um, he says, like, people always ask me, how can you feel so much on stage and let yourself feel so little in real life? But that's my protection, my armor. I used to write long letters and just leave them undelivered. Now I do this. Wow. Wow. He sounds like the damn post office. (laughs) (laughs) He could have saved the post office if he delivered these letters. Yeah, buy a stamp, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that. And, uh, man, that it was a rich, rich, uh, article interview. Uh, rich, very, That's very great. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I'd perfectly. appreciate if he didn't finish any of those short stories. Listen, the saturated. <laughs> He's stepping in your lane. <laughs> yeah. And I barely get paid as it is. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we'll be right back with, uh, with our answers from, uh, Facebook slash Twitter now. Uh, we'll take a break. All right, we are back uh, with some more Stand By Your Band. (laughs) I felt proud of myself. I am proud of you. I'm proud of you, Amy. Enough to comment on it. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's go to the Facebook. We had a lot of interaction uh, from people about this very band. Turns out they perfectly touch a nerve for a lot of people. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Antonia herself said she loved this band. Um, oh. she was very into them Great and then line. said something that really pissed me off about it, the lead singer's looks. <laughs> uh, all right. Brian Here's Breslau. The cut out of the lead singer in your room. Staring <laughs> at Tom. I've, I've told this story on the podcast before, but my ex-fiance did want a poster of James Blunt in our bedroom and I vetoed it. <laughs> Uh, so uh anyway all right brian breslau writes uh blink 182 stole riffs off of his first band vacant andes va sent mark demos to see if they could tour together that's interesting i don't really uh yeah um that sucks all right insider Uh, info <laughs> Will Carey says, "Big fan. First time I heard the word emo was describing Dashboard. Uh, favorite song is Again I Go Unnoticed, Ooh, uh, we gotta play that which one is too. on here. Again I go unnoticed. <laughs> uh, Joe Fernandez says, Screaming Infidelities and Hands Down are two of the best songs ever written. We just heard them. Best songs ever written. Yeah, that's Damn. a bit of a stretch, but all right, Joe." He's like uh, El- Elton John or John Lennon. No, that's what <laughs> confessional. Uh, Taryn Bradley says they were my absolute favorite band in high school. I almost went to see them for my birthday this year. Well, you should have gone because they were touring and they had to stop because of COVID. Uh, pretty wild. Uh, Taryn, she also writes, uh, my friend's mom saw the band name and asked if they were a Christian band. Now, Taryn, was your friend, did she happen to be the handjob queen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did the they do have... 
they do have like a christian band vibe that friend also loved switchfoot which i didn't know was like christian until, they are like, christian mm-hmm. yep I was into I felt foot. tricked as a Jew into liking. <laughs> I was actually the switch foot queen. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that. Everyone uh, called me that. Among Us has not attempted. <laughs> uh, TJ Sapochi says, My sister says Chris Caraba is lap candy, LOL. What the fuck is that? I've never even heard of that. Lap candy. <laughs> it's a precise description. But Come sit on my lap. That sounds... <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Levenbach says Chris Caraba was the vocalist on Further Seems Forever's first album, The Moon Is Down. It's a killer emo album, even with all of its Christian-y vibes. Uh, and he still he still does shit with Further Seems Forever as of when that interview I watched was, which I think it was only a couple of years ago. Uh, and he seems to be um, very fond of some of the singers that took over for him. Uh, let's see. The end of Hands Down is so beautiful. That's Bill Gewurz. Alex Fasella says, saw them open for Weezer. Decent set. Dude tried to do the rock star swing guitar around his back, but missed. Oh, that's brutal. Um, Mitchell Potts I've sc- says, I've screamed the chorus of hands down in the shower more than I would ever like to admit. <laughs> Mitchell, don't make me picture your ass in the shower. <laughs> uh, Corey Clifford writes, I remember growing up watching their MTV Unplugged featuring Michael Stipe of R.E.M. and being like, ah, so R.E.M. must be emo. Um, I could kind of, as far as rock, like that type of rock goes, I could see that. These are um, good shower songs because they're like loud but tuneless. Yeah. <laughs> Which true. I feel like is what you need for screaming in the shower. <laughs> uh, Timothy Hooper writes, easily one of the greatest bands of the early and mid 2000s scene. My wife and I still have screaming sing along, uh, sing sing alongs to them on long car rides. I thought you were going to say we have screaming sex to them. <laughs> I was going to be like, it's fucking weird. <laughs> Who's this couple? <laughs> <laughs> we have weirdos who listen to this shit. Uh, Josh Cox tagged someone named TJ Fields who wrote, Ha ha, I assume you're referring to when he cussed me out in front of the crowd. And then uh, TJ gives Ooh. us nothing. He <laughs> gives us no details of this story. That's which is like such a good story. I know. That's what we <laughs> wanted out of this. That's why you got tagged, TJ. What the hell? Um, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, I regret not buying merch at UC Riverside in... 2003 you fucked up you might have gotten cussed out yeah you might have gotten screen cussed out we don't know i'm so Um, curious i'll do some twitter ones really quick yeah yeah Um, jump over to the twitter um the jukebox we'll do the ads at jukebox zero said i listened to the places you have come to fear the most a lot as a kid and listening to it now explains why i turned out the way i did mysterious (laughs) um uh, Linda Kashner wrote the Justin Bieber cover is not the worst actually that was what they talked about yeah. in that New York uh, magazine article mm-hmm. um, uh, the real Crash Bandicoot said he wasn't nearly as good at naming his songs entire sentences as his contemporaries uh, which is true it was very true. that was very of the times the yep. longest titles but he said hands down is a very good song uh, oh and then this is relevant to what we were talking about Mari Offman says, by my estimates, One Tree Hill averaged a dashboard confessional song every 2.46 episodes. They won on every playlist I made in 05 to 07, alongside Reliant K, also Christian, I believe, yeah. and Jack's mm-hmm. They for sure were. Oh, I love Jack's Mannequin, too, even though I know two songs. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack's Mannequin, something corporate. I was definitely into that stuff. Oh, yeah, something yeah. corporate. Yeah. Yeah, same guy. Is that all yeah. what you would call emo? I, I get so flustered by 
definitions when it comes to genre because whenever you say something, well, you know, someone large, else is like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> refuses to be categorized. Well, I just, I, people are always like, that's not emo. That's second wave flosh core. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's fine to call yeah. emo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who cares? I, um, think of this band a lot like did you guys ever hear secondhand serenade they're they sound so much like it's i think it might just be one guy and it it sounds like he's trying to do what uh what these guys are doing but maybe i'm wrong i it's a band that somebody i like my first girlfriend loved and i thought that it sucked and uh but it sounded like (laughs) a weak version of this uh was that all the twitter ones um, that was all the ones I'll read. Yeah, yeah. Time. There's one more that I wanted to read here on Facebook because I just think it's perfect for the era of this band's heyday. Um, it's from Mary Z, who writes all. Uh, she wrote one before about how good the MTV Unplugged was, and uh, then she wrote also after my high school boyfriend broke up with me over AIM, I immediately put on Again I Go Unnoticed, which might be the most 2003 thing I've ever said. <laughs> I also got broken with over AIM. What a world, huh? I had a boyfriend that we only talked on AIM. Like, we went to school together and we, yep. would, speak to we would, like, yeah. wave from across. I had squad. a similar, yeah, similar thing. And then I thought Alex I misread. Shout out to Kaplan. <laughs> I thought she was You're saying the she... opposite of the dashboard confessional guy. You'll name him. You'll name him even yeah, though we don't I ask. Yeah, I know. I'm go- I don't even think he remembers me. <laughs> Air Girl 62 is because I played basketball. That was my AIM screen. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Amy, I miss playing oh. pig at the office so oh, much. Oh, yeah. Tom and I worked together, and we um, would play basketball all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was – no wonder that show got canceled. Uh, no, <laughs> JK. <laughs> yeah, what's happening with that show? JK, anyway, hopefully it comes Ellen, back right? up. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, Tom's close friend. That's true. And it, uh, we we would go between playing pig and boar on the floor <laughs> where to be know what mood Ellen was in that day. Uh, all right. Let's hear these last two songs and then give our final reviews. So we uh, we heard again I go unnoticed reference in the Facebook, so let's let's friggin' hear it. Why not? Sounds sounds like a good plan as far as I'm concerned. That's sad. I like the beat of that. <laughs> Is that how you're supposed to say that? I sound like someone who's never listened to music before. <laughs> I like the beat. Yeah, I liked I liked the music of that music. 
the notes were arranged nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like the that. audience can't see, but I nodded my head in a vigorous way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's a, uh, that's a good one. Lyrically. That one's uh that one, I like that one a lot. It reminds me of losing a whole year from uh mm-hmm. third eye blind. Uh, mm-hmm. mostly in message, not in sound. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and, and hear our last song. On it's this songs for people playlist. who are being left on red. Yes, yes, <laughs> it is absolutely. <laughs> uh, that is that is so perfect. Uh, all right, let's hear Saints and Sailors. Throwing away the letters. This guy loves throwing because away mail. The post office is having problems. <laughs> <laughs> Probably take two weeks to get to you anyway. <laughs> uh, this is. I. I mean, I could. We could go into this song. Do you have any uh, specific thoughts to this song, either of you? I think you could take like all the songs we listen to and try to. Um, Put them chronologically in your mind and write a little short story. Like he met the girl, they went to the docks, then he tried to make the relationship work, then she cheated on him and he found her hair. (laughs) Again, there's something creepy about talking about finding hair to me. It absolutely (laughs) something really disgusting about it. I think true crime has really ruined (laughs) that. The um, image of hair screaming also is. Oh it? yeah, yeah, that's not, that's good. not good. <laughs> you know, again, if one of my students wrote this, I'd be like, "Infidelities don't scream." But <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're going for. <laughs> Damn, it is funny. I took I took some like uh, creative writing classes in college and stuff, and in high school. And I remember them saying things like that and being so frustrated because I was like, but so much of the music that I like is doing exactly what you're saying is bad. So how can it be bad if I like it? You know? That's a good point. Oh, Amy's answering a door. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Listen, I lost my key to my apartment and somebody came to bring it. I so see. You guys okay. just carry on. <laughs> Should we get this? Might be a good time to give our rating while she's not listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I did like this more than I thought that I would. I should say, and you said you already gave away that you uh you really liked it. Oh, somebody wrote "Ready for the Hair is Everywhere" jokes. God damn it, they got us. They got our asses. <laughs> they knew we they knew we couldn't resist. <laughs> okay, got a new key. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> All is well. All right. 
Amy, before we give our actual rating here, you get the mm-hmm. floor uh, for your final thoughts on this band. Your little, your final words on Dashboard Confessional. How do you do ratings? We, we haven't done it. We're going to do it out of six, but uh, you get to you get to give your final plea for what's so goddamn great about Dashboard <sighs> Confessional before we get. You know, them. I mean, obviously, I picked it. I will say it's like not it's not a band that I want to listen to all the time. I have to be in the mood for. You know, Jewel I'm listening to at any moment, which was my last pick. <laughs> and I would have given her a six. But for Dashboard, I'm going to give them a five. Oh, you don't even have to do that. That's fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to give them a five out of six? Is that weird? No, it's actually not no, weird. People do that, yeah. yeah. But which, which is the one you're, you're taking off? Me? Yeah, What? Yeah. why are you only going five out of six here? Oh, just because it's like I can't listen to them all the time. I have to be mm-hmm. in the mood. So, so it's going. not a specific song you don't oh, feel no. strongly about? No. Okay, cool. No, I'm going to go five out of six. I like oh, it. and that the songs are all a little reminiscent, but I kind of think that of every band that I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reminiscent of each other, I mean. Right, okay. Uh, fair enough. All right, Tommy, you want to give your little rating and review? I uh, I enjoyed listening to this playlist so much. I feel like I only hear these songs like very randomly they'll be playing like a bar or something and i'll get so fired up if like hands down comes on at a bar and i get to scream along to it um or you know, i'll scream at fidelities too you know and uh <laughs> it's just like i i get so fired up when i hear these songs i love vindicated i i was hitting tennis balls against a wall listening to this playlist over and over again Ooh. like like uh for like that an hour sounds... and a half today and it, i i felt insane that but i really unwell <laughs> i'm not crazy just a little <laughs> unwell. uh to quote our friends over at matchbox <laughs> um so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give this playlist a 7.8 out of 6, which is 6 with a 30% tip, which is what I always tip. Oh, wow. Good tipper. You didn't tip the guy who gave you the key. I am good at what I do, and I'm a good man. He's my landlord. You don't tip your landlord. You yeah, don't? <laughs> yeah, I give every every month on my rent, I give 20% on you top. Little, uh, you little extra, yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. Like I was saying, uh, while Amy was off, I liked this way more than I thought that I would. Um, I probably won't. G- there, there are some songs that the, if they come on, I'll definitely be happy to hear them again. I can't imagine myself like listening to this now, uh, like on my own. I definitely think this is a band I would be re-listening to a lot if I'd gotten into them at the right time and not been so judgmental in that damn Hollister in Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> but here we are, and uh, I really liked Hands Down, Vindicated, uh, Screaming at Fidelities. Uh, the last few I I enjoyed, but I I don't think I'd even go back to here again. Uh, I'm gonna go four point five. Uh, for that I'd give each of those ones uh point five that I that I wasn't as into, but I I really liked it and uh great pick. I'm glad we did this. Uh, this was I'm so glad fun. To have Amy. been here. Thank you for having me. Is there anything you'd pleasure. like to promote, Amy? Oh, you know I'm on Twitter uh at Amy Silverberg. I have a website where you can read my short stories i'm currently in the parish review and you could buy an issue the parish review people get in there check it out i told Um, my dad i was in the parish review and he had no idea what i was talking about and he was just like baguettes and i know that not a lot of people know what it is but it's a magazine of fiction and poetry it's a very big deal and uh amy is very humble about it but it is a huge huge deal um and very cool i'm no hand job queen but (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So check that out. Uh, follow Amy on Twitter. Uh, she's one of the funniest. And uh, get Tommy's album on vinyl, and uh, you can see the whole performance for free now, right? Yes, on YouTube. Uh, it's in my pinned tweet. If you want to watch the whole hour, uh, you can do that. Also, I've been um, writing a lot of fiction about Paris Hilton. You can find that in the Paris interview. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly prose, uh, but there is some oh, poetry. If anybody has any secrets they want to tell me about Tom or Tommy, you can email me. Oh, no, don't do that. I thought you were going to say it's mostly prose, but there's also some cons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, get on the Patreon. And uh, again, $3 a month. Bonus episode you'd every be a fool week. Not to purchase. You, you heard it from Amy. You'd be a fucking idiot not to get on there. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, all right, keep it crispy. Bye.